Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. And today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. It's that time of year again. Conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid, while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run in the big dance. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on an underdog and win $256 if they win. It's that simple. That's bet $4 on an underdog in select college basketball games, and if they win, you collect $256. The bank is now open. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your own convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TATE when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code TATE to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. On to Titus and Tate. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the regular season is officially oh, over, Tate. It, it is conference tourney yes. week. The regular season is not over for the people of Champaign, Illinois. I should, no, I should point no, that out. No, I don't think it's ever going to be over. Up, yes. They're, They're going to be, be talking fighting. about this for the next 20 years, probably. But, yeah. They're going to be fighting over this regular season Big Ten title forever. But for the rest of us, <laughs> it's over all over the, all over the country. Breath. Yes. Conference tournaments are here, Tate. So we're talking about it. We're talking about the Big East. We're talking yes. about the the ACC, which starts today. We're talking yes. about the Big Ten, the others, yes. the SEC, the Pac-12, eh, not so much, the SEC. Yeah, we're excited. All the conference tournaments, as we remember, we don't need to belabor it, but we'll make the point. The that's the this is right around the time last year. Things went south. south. Yeah. So it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be it's back. Good. We're going to knock on wood. And we also should say we have Coach Dan Hurley. So you and I, we have joined the yep. UConn, secretly the UConn bandwagon. And now we have Coach to, to make us feel better, to coerce us to join. So yeah, yeah. Dan Hurley, we talked to him for like 10, 15 minutes. He is... Uh, Just as serious as you thought. Yeah, like I didn't know what to expect. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm aware of who Dan Hurley is. And then I was like, oh, this is, yeah. About he said what to I us he is not a player's coach. And we said, coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's like, it, well, I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a funny moment. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about some of these awards too. Yeah, Kate Cunningham, yeah, yeah. Yeah. just named Big 12 Player of the Year over Jared Butler. That's certainly interesting. Yeah. Uh, Moses Wright was named ACC Player of the Ooh, Year. Love Moses. Interesting, interesting pick mm, to, to, to mm. be sure. But uh, some of that is that is definitely worth talking about. Also, good guy, bad guy, Tate. Yes, it is. Yes, it is final. Tuesday. This is the final one. We're going to send the people off with our final picks for good guys, bad guys. We have a loaded show. We're going to do our best to kind of preview all the conference tournaments. So it gets a little bit all over the place. But that's what we do best. Yes, that's what we're going to try to do here. But first, Woody Durham. So 
so what we're gonna do today? Um, first of all, we're company men. We're yes. we're, we're not ashamed to admit it. We uh, we know who pays the bills. In yeah, the presented by Jeep. I drive Titus a Jeep. Household. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We we uh the the biggest tournament on Fox on FS1 mm. on on uh the the championship will be on Fox on Saturday night uh Saturday afternoon I guess on the or Saturday night Saturday afternoon for us yes yes but Saturday yes. Uh, Saturday night on the East Coast yeah it gets started tomorrow um and I I I wanted to go through because to me and and I will I will be in, in the interest of of full transparency when mm. I'm a company man I'll tell you I'm a company man yeah. and when you're yeah. not getting company man Mark and you're mm-hmm. just getting like mm-hmm. real opinion but yes takes this is my real opinion okay. i think the Big East tournament is the most intriguing one for the for this reason there's a handful of reasons number one uh villanova has no point guard now justin moore his ankle the Colin yep. gillespie's mcl we just found out that justin moore is not going to be playing in this thing uh so 27 points per game between those two not yeah. going to be in the game for villanova. Um, villanova as we know in the new iteration of the big east has been dominant they win mm-hmm. the regular season every year Feels the like last the three big east tournament championships right, right. villanova they're still first time in they're history they're still good enough to win it tate yep so let's not get ahead of ourselves and count them out yet but it makes it a lot but. more interesting because it's like uh-oh what how is villanova i mean con gillespie's our best player yes he's not playing yes what, what are they what's going to happen there seton hall st john's um i'm looking at this game on thursday that is like a uh I don't know if it's a play-in, but it's a play-out for sure. Whoever mm-hmm. loses that game yes. out of the NCAA yes. tournament, that's intriguing. Uh, Creighton, the Greg McDermott situation. I don't Dare I, you say loser leaves town match. Yeah, that loser leaves town. Yeah. Creighton, the, we, we know the Greg McDermott situation. They got brewing there, but like they're 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 working through whatever that is. Like Xavier, <laughs> whatever that is. Yes. Xavier's on the bubble. They'll they might be playing Creighton. Creighton's trying to get some mojo back. Xavier, like, and Butler had that one game against Villanova where they Butler's showed feisty. life. You know. Yeah. What I mean? uh, and then and then we get to the bottom of the bracket with UConn. Yes. Who, Let's be honest. That's UConn the real... has slowly turned into the favorites. And again, right. this is not a company man move. I know we have Coach Dan Hurley on the show today, mm-hmm. but UConn in the you know the the majority of the country, it feels like they don't know who to look to to college basketball, and therefore de facto we go to UConn. Right. So here we are. Re- UConn be good. back in the Big East for the first year. Uh, yes, back in Madison Square Garden in the Big East tournament. Yes. Just like the stars seem to be aligning for UConn. And the though, formula is there for those reasons. I genuinely do think the Big like yes, Fox is telling me gas up the. Big East tournament, like say, uh, remind yes. people the Big East tournament's going on in your ear so, right now. Yeah, more, yeah, more, more. <laughs> more. <laughs> like, I, so I was going to say like things about uh, it. I was going to remind our listeners that it's going on anyway. But uh, they did not tell me to say that it's the tournament I'm most yes. excited about. I, I can very easily say I'm more excited about the Big Ten, and they won't care. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, the mm-hmm. Big East is the more intriguing tournament to me. Not to say the other one. Well, I mean, we'll talk about the other ones later. There, there's there's some stuff to to be interested in the other ones, but. Uh, just all the stuff. Big going, Ten is interesting. Big Twelve. The we're, Big we're East them, is basically yeah. Xavier, you got Seton Hall and St. John's are all in the bubble. The Pac Twelve. Here's them. the update. <laughs> Not that interesting. Not that interesting. Uh, so here's what I wanted to do because just in the interest of uh, yeah, we have brackets in our hands. We have paper brackets. We have pens. We're we almost have, like fidgety. We're so anxious yeah. about this. So if you're watching us on live, we're, we've never been this excited to have paper brackets in our hands. Should we fill out a bracket? Yeah, is what I'm make, asking. Let's you. make some picks. Let's talk about it. Yeah, because <laughs> it just feels the Big right. East. It feels right. So the opening game of the Big East tournament is it's back in Madison Square Garden. Yes. Here's another reason we should be talking about the Big East tournament. It comes full circle, Tate. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 last shot we got of college basketball in 2020 mm-hmm. was the St. John's mascot just staring yes. into the abyss yes. as Rob Stone's telling us everything's canceled. Cancel mm-hmm. all of your plans. And there's a big zoom out that lasts like St. John's, seconds. the home team, you know, right. Madison Square Garden, you know, feeling it even more. Um, so we're back. We're back here. We're back in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. We're running it back. We're trying mm-hmm. to actually get these games in. Oh, who are they playing? Was it DePaul? I think at the time. Yeah, I think, I think it was so. Saint John's yeah, DePaul. yeah, yeah. Oof. And 
They went to ha- did, they, did they come back after halftime and keep Dave playing? Dave was like, where are the Chicago recruits? <laughs> anyway, so opening game, Marquette, a, a Marquette team that you believe in. Yes. Very strongly yes. because they... Not because I'm <laughs> blinded by what I saw in the Dean Dome, but because I've seen um, signs, Mark Titus. Marquette versus Georgetown. That's at 3 Eastern fun on Wednesday. So that, that gets us started. It would be noon Pacific, I guess. Uh, yep. That gets the big East tournament underway. What 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 do we need to tell the people about that one? They played once this year, I believe. I think Marquette won the first one mm-hmm. by four at mm-hmm. Georgetown. That's the only time they played. The teams are sort of different since then. Georgetown started off the season awful. They were not good. They they sort of picked up steam later. I think they won like six of the last ten coming into the, the conference tournament. But Marquette, as we know, feisty, feisty. They're feisty. feisty. And have the talent, too. And obviously have Wojo there as a good coach. I could see Marquette and Butler are the two teams that are like high seeds. DJ Carton. DJ Carton. He Mm -hmm. has a curse against North Carolina. We don't know what he has against the program. But in general, he's been great. Had probably the the most spectacular dunk, you know, the most highlight-worthy dunk we've seen all season. But DJ Carton, Marquette, they're a scary team if you're Villanova, I feel like, to face in the first round. I didn't even realize until now Marquette's a Jordan team and they played it. That that adds to the pain of Kicking of course, their ass and wearing Jordans. Yeah, in the Dean, they weren't not Jordans. Good. <laughs> not good, but I like Marquette. You know, Villanova there. That's upset potential. Yeah. in the first round, that's a good one nine game to watch. But you know, with Marquette, I, we've seen them just completely just lay a flat egg. You know, before, so yeah. I could see Marquette Georgetown. That's a game to watch. Um, to well, see, Marquette, be, see what Marquette's team shows up, and then we go from there. Marquette's not making the tournament. I mean, I guess no. they could. Are they good enough to win this? I don't think so. I guess, but if you're Marquette, like you, there's a path because Villanova without two of their top guys, you beat them, then you take the one seed from that's them, true. and then you and then you're going. Then I you're guess, rolling. I guess, I guess if you're Marquette, you there have you convinced yourself that you could win this tournament right now. I, 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 I feel like what what teams are DePaul is basically the one. I feel like every other team has maybe talking to themselves like, yeah, we could win this thing. Yeah, even Xavier. We could, like, yeah, yeah, Xavier's like, like we could win this thing. Yeah, of course. I think Marquette's gonna win the first game though. Me so too. Put me down for Marquette. Yep. I'm I'm moving on. In. Marquette in my bracket here. I just want to write. It just Official. feels so good to like write. No, there we go. <laughs> also on Wednesday, the next game is then Butler Xavier, which I, I got this stat for you because we're, we're fascinated by Minnesota away from the barn. And mm-hmm. Minnesota literally did not win a single game this year away from the barn, which I guess we could talk about later with the Big Ten tournament because they're playing Northwestern. That's a... That's an immovable object. And yes. Nobody wants force to win right there. Game. Like, yeah. what's, what the hell is going to happen yes. to that one? Yes. That is the Frank Beamer pick when it's 0-0. <laughs> zero, 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 it's going zero. to overtime. Yeah, that is that. So, Butler, here's 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 the factoid for you for this game. Uh. The only game away from home that Butler has won all year was at DePaul, who's the worst team in the Brad conference. Brad Stevens seems like a guy that loves the word factoid. Yeah. 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 Butler, back to Butler has because because I, I think going into going into this game, what you're going to talk about, I can see it in your eyes. Mm. You're going to talk about how they beat Villanova. Yes. You're going to talk about how yes. Butler at Hinkle Fieldhouse this year has pulled off some upsets, has won a lot of <sighs> yes. games yes. that maybe they didn't they didn't uh, they shouldn't have won. But I'm going to tell you that all those happen at Hinkle Fieldhouse, mm-hmm. and that when Butler leaves Hinkle Fieldhouse, when you get away from the uh, the Hoosier the, magic, the weird sunlight coming in at Hinkle Fieldhouse <laughs> at like certain times, like the wonky floor that like there's dead spots all over mm-hmm. the place and it's lopsided a little bit, and God, the best the 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 baskets kind of like, reminds me of the old Big East. Now that you're talking about <laughs> yeah. it, Ugh. yeah. When Butler gets That's away weird. from that, they they've won one game all season. It was at DePaul, who is as I said the worst team in the conference. 
So yeah. I like Xavier in this one. Xavier also I like fighting, Xavier too, I fighting for their NCAA tournament lives. Butler is not. So I think Xavier is going to win this one. I, I, I think take Xavier as well. As much as I like Butler, I like them in that one game. You're right. They they don't do it on the road. Neutral sites. So I'm going to write down your Not for the too. Bulldogs. We're, you're bo- we're both yeah, Marquette. We're, yeah, we're going to take Xavier we're as well. We're both Xavier. All Throw right, up the X. So, uh, then DePaul Providence. We'll Providence. Providence. Yeah. We don't need to spend a lot Coach of time. Coach Cooley, we're riding with you. On that one. Uh, all right. So that gets us to the quarterfinals. Marquette Villanova. Uh, this is where things start to get interesting. This is my upset. I'm taking it. You're taking Marquette. I'm taking Marquette. I'll just just I'll, pass I'll me on. You, all right. Yeah. Marquette I believe Marquette. Show something. Come on. Because Marquette is feisty, as we said. They 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 are are playing better basketball as of late. But the the the, the fear that I have is, but yeah, maybe Villanova's injuries. If if Villanova's fully healthy, Marquette lays down this game. I feel like Absolutely. Marquette has nothing to play for. Yes, it's over. They're just kind of like, eh, yeah. whatever. Now you have now the nobody believes themselves. in us. You have the, the push to say, look, if we mm. beat, if we win this one game, guys, look, 1-0, Mark Titus, you know what Coach Beach is. This is yeah. what Wojo's saying. This is the game. So this is the game. I think Villanova still wins. I think Vill- I think right, this is a massive game for Villanova yep. because uh, th- again, this is what makes the Big East tournament interesting to me because a lot of these teams, like we'll, we'll talk about the Big Ten, like Michigan is sort of reeling. And I think Michigan needs to win. Like if Michigan plays Michigan State in the first round, I think Michigan needs to win that one. But like if Michigan loses in the quarterfinals or the or the mm. semifinals, I guess I should say, uh, I don't think it's the end of the world. I, I don't think there are a lot of teams at this point, who have stuff left to prove. Who can really hurt themselves. Yeah, yeah, or like they need to like get Mojo back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Villanova is very much a team that like, th- we have to figure this out going yep. into the NCAA tournament without Justin. Justin Moore will probably be back for the NCAA tournament, but Colin Gillespie won't. Like, they're very much limping into the Big East tournament, and I mean that literally. Yes. They, yes. Limping. they lose, uh, what were their final three games? They lose at Butler. Mm-hmm. They they win over Creighton, but they, they lose Colin Gillespie in that game, so that was like an emotional loss. And then they close out the season losing at Providence. I think Villanova, this is a massive game just to get the mojo back, get the Villanova magic back. And I, I, I can't in good faith pick Marquette to be Villanova. I mean, it also seems impossible to think that Vill- if they were to win this tournament this year, they would have won five of the last six Big East tournaments. Yeah, like Villanova. That doesn't even seem real. You know what I mean? You, you just got to pass that on. I'm not, I'm not ready the for baton, the Villanova. I'm not ready for the changing of the guard where that UConn fans, like if Villanova loses in the quarterfinals and UConn goes on to win this. It's not a passing of the baton in, in that sense. It's just like, let someone else win the tournament. But what know? I'm saying yeah. is if that Take happens, that's what's going to happen. If UConn, Don't let them do it. We won't let them do if it. If UConn wins the Big East tournament and Villanova loses in the quarterfinals, UConn fans are saying it's our league. Get the hell out of the yes. way. Company man? Yeah. It's UConn's league. <laughs> Does Dan Hurley work for us now? <laughs> <laughs> Jay Wright's like, what the He's hell, on the man? Show. Like, he works with us. Yeah, he works with us. <laughs> That's all it is. I'm taking Villanova. All right, this is the there big one. Go. This is the game of the. Uh, uh, this is the best game of the. This tournament. is going to be the best game of the yep. tournament, I think. Uh, Seton Hall, St. John's, a playout game. As I said, I don't think the winner is in per se, but the loser's definitely out. They just played, and yeah, and Seton Hall, they closed the season. Seton Hall, yeah, up 18 0 18 0 to start the game. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a blowout for Seton Hall, and then St. John's, you know, takes over. I think they ended up getting the lead. It's like 47 46 at that point, 11 minutes or so left to go in the game. Julian Champigny, again, I'm a yeah. Champigny guy, all about the Champigny brothers. Uh, leads, you know, the Big East in scoring 19.9 points per game, and you know, I believe in the Champigny magic, but I don't like the fact that Seton Hall just blew this game right before this. So I'm leaning. Seton Hall a little bit in my heart, even though I love the Johnnies. It, it, it comes down to me, is Posh Alexander going to play? He's yes, got like a sprain thumb. He did not play. They beat him. They beat they beat Seton Hall without him. If he plays, I take the Johnnies. 
I, I yeah, I, I think Seton Hall, like if, if Seton Hall has any sort of pride whatsoever, they, they have they, to win. They've this lost game. four in a row, by yes. the way. Yeah, that's what I mean. All signs point to a Seton Hall win. Yeah, but is this like a gambler's fallacy? That you've mm. seen you've seen red hit mm. four times in a row and you're like, Black's gotta be due. <laughs> Black has gotta be due. Uh, uh, I, I I'm taking the Johnnies. I'm taking I'm going with my heart. Take all the right. Johnnies. Uh, you take the Johnnies. Yeah. I'm gonna take Seton Hall because I just it. can't like That's probably the right pick. But because I, I mean we saw the Michigan, Michigan State that when you play another team back to back like that mm-hmm. I think the team that lost has the advantage in the second game. It'd be one thing if St. John's blew Seton Hall out and they were like, we're clearly better, but they weren't. Like you could argue that Seton Hall choked it away more than than St. John's won. Yeah. I don't think Seton Hall can blow this. I don't think they can. I I think I think Seton Hall has to win, but that's gonna be a great game. That's gonna be the most fun game. Again, that's uh I'll put put, yeah, me, put me down o'clock. for Seton Hall. Put yeah. me down for Seton Hall. So we have Thursday at three. Uh all right, Xavier Creighton. Um, hmm. I actually am going to take Xavier in this game. Um, this is another upset for me. <laughs> upsets like crazy. I mean, I love it. I mean, at the end of the day, Creighton, Creighton's been in the conversation, right, for us. We know yeah. that they're there. We know that they have talent. But this whole McDermott situation, they Which was started ba- at Creighton, or at, at Xavier, I mean. It was at Cincinnati. So when the, when the this seems like it's all going to bubble back up. I don't know. I, I'm going to take Xavier. I, I feel good about Xavier. I think Xavier is actually a little bit under the radar. Um, yeah, they Xavier, need a run as well. They're a bubble so. team. Yeah, this would be yep. this would be massive for their case. Um, th- so Xavier, they played. When did they play? I wrote it down. Just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and, and so, yeah. Well, duh, because that was the McDermott uh, yep. post game press game. Um, Xavier won that game. That, yep. that's, what, that's what sparked like the yep. the, the post game speech to his team. Then they lost uh, to Georgetown. Then they lost to Marquette. So they've lost two in a row. Yeah. So there's like a little bit of uh, we've forgotten that they're a hot team. I think a little bit. So <laughs> right, I'm riding with the X. No, we just just like Ohio State. We just we forgot. forgot. We just forgot. You think Ohio State's still hot? You're the they're hot. Right? They're hot. Uh, so in that game, Xavier carved up Creighton. It could have been yep. a lot worse if, if if Xavier was hitting threes. They weren't really hitting threes, but they were still like just absolutely like Creighton's defense was was awful in that game. And mm-hmm. I think Creighton again not to keep harping on it, but like this is what makes the Big East tournament to me is like Creighton is a team, much like Villanova, that's like we we have lost our, our mojo a little. We have yep. to figure this out. And I think they have to win this game. And I, But I think it's a must win for... It, both teams have must win. It's a must win for both teams. What happens I'm then? all in for Scruggs. And, uh, I, in I for think Creighton X. has to win this. Okay. I think, the, I think Creighton has to win this for me to have any hope whatsoever in a Creighton NCAA tournament I run. think the 9 o'clock game, the next game, actually might be the best game in the tournament. Providence-UConn? Yeah. David Duke... Versus James, James Booknight. Booknight. That's going to be good. That's one. a showdown. Madison Square Garden, 9 o'clock, featured game. I, Those two guys going back and forth. Ed Cooley stalking the sidelines. They they split the season. I mean, Ed Cooley, Dan Hurley, primetime MSG. That's going to be Dude, a fun game. The, I'll say Those this. Those two guys. I don't think it's coincidence that UConn got the three seed, and the three seed plays the latest game every single step of this tournament. They want UConn I don't to think, do this. I think they yes. want UConn in the prime time every single I like the Big East, you know, basically just trying to see. Like, they're just like, yeah, are you who we thought you were? Yeah. You know, like, we'll give you the ball, we'll, yeah. and we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, are you the UConn of old? Yeah, because if so, great for the old yeah. Big East. They they so they, they here's here's the Providence UConn they backstory they they split on the season. Yep. Uh the first game Providence won I believe, and uh or was it the the, the what, what what do I have my order out of? No, I think Providence won the first one, but but Booknight didn't play, and then they 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 did the rematch, and Booknight was back. But the, UConn's lost two games this season with James Booknight. One was home against Creighton when he had forty points, went to overtime, and that was the game that I keep pointing out is mm-hmm. like that was the first instance where I was like, oh my god, if fans were here. They would be losing their mind, and UConn would have won that game. But Book Knight hits like insane shot after insane shot, and it's 
just dead quiet in there. But whatever, they lost. We'll count it. Yep. And then they lost at Villanova against the full-strength Villanova team. Those are the two losses that, that UConn has all season with James Booknight. They have the the the, the conference defensive player of the year with Posh Alexander, uh, uh, Isaiah Whale, Whaley, uh, won that they just did they just announced that on monday i uconn all the stars are aligned tate for, mm-hmm. for uconn to make a run i believe in it i i am i am very simple-minded with this stuff and i think that if there's one team that in, in all of these power tournaments if there's one team who cares about winning this their their conference tournament more than any other team mm. ignoring like the teams that need to win for automatic bid because like duke duke obviously cares like that's their only way into the tournament but yeah. i'm saying like teams that are already in that are just like and you're asking, does Baylor have anything to play for? Does Kansas, you know, UConn has everything to play everything. for. Everything. Yeah. To, to the yes. UConn Huskies, to the fan base, they're like, this is the most important thing yes. ever that we kick yes. everyone's ass in this tournament. Yes. UConn is winning this game. This is like when you go to a Fleetwood Mac show 20 years past their prime and then they start playing Go Your Own Way or whatever, you know, any yeah. song from Rumors and they play the hits and you're like, this is it. This is what I came for. UConn, play the hits. The play original hits. race to 69, if people forget this, the championship game, Kimball Walker 2011, the first race to 69 moment in my life. I was a freshman in college, and I saw it right then, the race to 69. It came to me, clarity. And then from there on, you know, I mean, UConn. Wait, Gary McGee, was that the, was what, that the, what are we talking about Kimball Walker race to 69? In the championship game. Oh, the that, championship. Yeah, they, oh, okay. it was literally, they won 69, 60, 61, oh, something like that. Oh, but yeah. it was the original race to 69 moment in my life. James Booknight, get on the ride 10 years later, I believe. All right, so you're taking UConn as well? Yes. So you have Marquette St. John's. Mm-hmm. I have Villanova Seton Hall. Give me St. John's. All right. <laughs> so I, the championship game to me is home team St. John's. For the Big East, this is for the brand. For the old Big East, we got St. John's, the home team, playing in Madison Square Garden. Mike Anderson's got a great squad, a talented squad. The Johnnies are going to be a team to be reckoned with moving into the future. Yeah. And then they're going to take on the new UConn Huskies in the new Big East. But this sets the tone. We have old Big East vibes for the new Big East in the future. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Johnnies versus UConn is what I have. You had, in the you had St. John's Marquette, so that just you, just St. move John's. it to the championship. I'm already there. It's UConn yeah, yeah, Johnnies. Okay, all right, I'll put UConn. Just in. just just skip right. ahead. You know what it is. I, I will do the same. Uh, I had Sorry, Hall, Villanova as a semifinal. I am going to put. Uh, I think this is the game. Villanova goes down. I think Villanova that catches up to him. I yes. think uh, Seton yes. Hall. The, wow. The, w- w- here's what happens in this game. Seton Hall wins. This solidifies because Villanova is obviously still one of the better teams in the country, even without Colette. Like a, a win over Villanova would be great, obviously for mm. Seton Hall's tournament resume. We're getting Kevin Willard in the post game press conference, just basically saying like. Everyone who said we were a bubble team, kiss my ass. Like, if we're not in now, yes. yeah. If we're not yep. in now, like, yep. like, I what can't are you be- talking about? I can't believe yeah. you. Like, yeah, mom was it? Mom was just like, I can't believe you all thought we were a bubble team. They like they get a little yes. cocky about it, which yes. I don't mind. But also, it's like, well, yeah, we thought you were a bubble team because you lost four in a row. And you saw, I, I sense like that. And then like Biggie's people are like, well, I was cheering for Seton Hall, but they're a little, yeah, they're, they're feeling themselves yeah. a little too much. Yeah, it's and, a little too much yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Seton Hall. Put Seton Hall in the title game. Okay. I had. UConn, I like Mamu in the title game. That's I had good. UConn Creighton. I think I. I'm. I'm I mean, I, I'm just gonna make the same point over and over. Spoiler: I have UConn winning this whole damn thing because, like, yeah. I, I. Again, I have a small brain, and I just like I've seen. Zegarowski comes in this game and thinks it's it's his night, but it's really Book Night's night, and the rest is history. I think that. I think if Creighton plays UConn in the semifinal, that could be the game of yeah that conference could be tournament. That could we, be great. That could be insane. Mitch Ballack just pulling up. Are they going to mm. have the NBA three-point line down? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's MSG. Dude. 
Mitch Ballack's licking his lips at that. He's like, yes, please. I mean, I see Give Tibbs the, at the game watching it just because he, loves, ba- yeah, he yeah. loves basketball so much. He just wants to watch the game. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so you have UConn, St. John's. I have UConn, Seton Hall in the title game. As I said, it's UConn. It's mm. UConn. It's going to be UConn, right? Yeah. I think all signs going into this game, we're thinking UConn. I'm trying to talk myself out of it, but Let at the end of the this. day, if we Mike take Anderson the was on our show today, would you pick St. John's? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> company man answer. Yes, hundred percent. But uh, you come on our I, show, you get to pick. I do think, like, <laughs> you you look at all these matchups. You look at uh, just yeah, Madison Square Garden, dude. It, the the blood is coursing through my veins again. You see, you see the Connecticut Huskies. Yes. Like I said, I I, yes. I it is partly shtick to say like. UConn is going to make a run because it just feels like destiny. But it's also like I genuinely do believe there is like some juice behind mm-hmm. UConn in that locker mm-hmm. room and that they're like, this is a big deal. Yes. This has to be a big deal. To, yes. to, yeah. In a way that I don't think. I mean, yeah, I, I can just hear Gus Johnson with James Booknight with the ball waiting to. And Booknight. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and the Huskies are back home. You know what I mean? As yeah. he hits the shot. You know, yeah. they're back in the Big East and they're celebrating the championship. And it's the shot that put him up 31. Or <laughs> it's just Gus is just like fired up, like ready to. <laughs> He's like, oh, so, oh, oh, this game has been over the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, sorry about it's that. All right. sorry about it's MSG. Like, you know, I got we'll... carried away. My bad. Taps <laughs> like, it's been two years since we've called it a tournament. Oh, it feels good, uh, Titus. Should, should we stop talking about UConn and let the man who knows UConn Everything. better than than anybody talk about it? Yes. I think so. Let's uh, let's bring on Dan Hurley and talk to him. Let's do it. Before we talk to Dan Hurley, we want to first talk about DraftKings. It's that time of year again, Tate. Conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action bet $4 on an underdog, win $256 if they win. I'll say that again. Bet $4 on an underdog, and you will win $256 if they win. It's that simple. Pick one of many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TATE when you sign up to turn $4 into $256. If the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset, that's code TATE for $4 into $256 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Also want to talk about Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy, though, is bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. So just go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much money you could be saving right this second. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. Dell's semi-annual sale is the perfect time to power up productivity and gaming victories. Now you can save what Dell employees save on high-performance tech. Save 17% on the latest XPS and Alienware computers with Intel Core processors. Plus, check out exclusive savings on Dell monitors, headsets, and accessories for greater immersion in all you do. Upgrade today by calling 800-BUY-DELL. Again, that's 800-BUY-DELL. Or you can visit dell.com slash semi-annual sell. 
All right, we're here with head coach of the UConn Huskies, Mr. Dan Hurley. Uh, UConn will be the number three seed in the Big East tournament starting this week. And coach, I guess I just want to start there. Uh, This was obviously far from a normal season. This was, uh, you know, maybe this isn't, you didn't get the greatest perspective on it, but uh, putting that aside, can you speak to now that we have the the regular season in the rear view, the Big East tournament coming up, Mm. what this has meant to the University of Connecticut for the Huskies to be back in the Big East? You're a Big East guy. You, You kind of understand the importance. What, what, uh, what, what what has been the feeling around stores this season with the Huskies, Huskies back in the Big East? Yeah, I mean that that, that kind of um, you know level of excitement this time of year. Um, you know, UConn, the UConn Huskies, and, and you know both men's and women's basketball are like synonymous with uh, with success in March and kind of kind of magic in March, both the Big East tournament and the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, UConn is a, is a huge brand with some of the, you know, some of the best fans and, and most passionate fans in the country. And, you know, college basketball and, and March basketball and, and Big East basketball is better, uh, you know, when you've got a, a healthy UConn team. And coach, we have to ask this because you mentioned the magic of March and the fact that UConn, it seems like when it hits March, we have, you know, the, the moment where we all point to and say, that's the team to watch out for. for UConn. Yeah, yeah. And this year, everyone is pointing at your team right now. They're saying James Booknight is back. Uh, this team's more dangerous and, and probably should be ranked higher. They fit the model, coach. Yes, coach. Are, they, are, you fit the are UConn model. Are you trying model to keep people the... away, keep them at bay so they don't put too much pressure on you guys? Yeah, we're just, we're, we're not buying into to any of that, uh, you know, type of narrative. I mean, we, we took, you know, we took a, a really important step this year. You know, it's like, you know, the, the you know, year one was like just trying to rebuild this culture, recruit, start developing our young players. You know, year two, obviously last year we were playing great basketball and I think we had a great chance to, mm-hmm. you know, potentially win the conference tournament. We were playing as good or better than anyone in the AAC last year going into the conference tournament. And, um, you know, we've taken that next logical step this year and uh, we've competed towards the top of the Big East, um, you know, and, and, and we're, uh, you know, an NCAA tournament team. So, um, you know, we're not going to drink the Kool-Aid though. I, you know, I'm a better coach and, you know, this team is better when we have a chip on our shoulder um, and, and an edge to us. And we feel like we're, uh, you know, we're doing the hunting and, and we, you know, from here on out to this one ends, but to the season ends, we will be, hunting what what is your philosophy because uh you said you don't want to drink the kool-aid tate and i are very much serving the kool-aid to all of america <laughs> uh we we get very excited about narratives obviously in the media that's what we do so we draw parallels to kimball walker uconn mm. team that won a title to the 2014 uconn team with shabazz napier and as i said this team fits the model with james book Knight, kind of being a guy you guys play defense like the 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 the, the simplified version yes. is play great team defense give the ball to james book Knight, and get the hell out of the way and that has kind of been the formula for the past two national titles. So how, what is your philosophy towards your players and, and them not drinking the Kool-Aid? Obviously, these guys are on social media and they're, they're seeing stuff. You guys were kind of on the bubble like a week and a half ago. Now, all of a sudden, people are saying you might be Final Four sleepers. Just that roller coaster. How do you keep your players, uh, you know, just calm down and play the game in front of you? Mm. Hey, thank you, too, for simplifying my job, too. Just the defense <laughs> book. I got to write <laughs> I, I, all us head coaches, we do overcomplicate it. Uh, <laughs> you know, for us, it's always, we would just been focused on, you know, kind of on that next game. Uh, yeah. For us, it sounds cliche. Um, 
you know, I think as a staff and players, you know, when you coach or play at UConn, every game is a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. You know, the expectations and the standards that you're coaching and playing towards here are just, there's probably only six or eight places in the country where the standards are what they are here. So, you know, bubble, there's no bubble pressure. There, Every game is pressure here. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then in terms of, uh, you know, the – my messaging to the team is, uh, you know, we just needed to get healthy and it wasn't just book night. Um, you know, getting Andre Jackson back, you yeah. know, he's been, you know, he's really improved our, our, our defense and, and rebounding and, and, and our offense because he's such a, a beautiful passer uh, and he's such an athletic player at six, seven. So we, you know, it wasn't just James that we've, that, that we've inserted into the mix here. Uh, you know, Andre Jackson, has been critical, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're, uh, you know, we're taking a bubble team's mentality. We take nothing for granted and, uh, you know, we're going to take the hell out this week. Coach, a couple of years back, uh, Titus and I, we, we always hear the term players coach, right? And, you know, we try to find different coaches that we say is a players coach, but I never saw someone showcase it in a game until you played uh, SMU a couple years ago and you decided to take a charge on the sideline as an actual head coach. And I think that set the tone for the program. Do you remember that moment? And uh, I think Titus and I, we, we both fell in love with you that day. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was pre-flop rule. So, uh, <laughs> so the rest would be going like, you know, this. Uh, it was Tyler, I believe, Polly, that ran into me and – you know, Tyler's not exactly a physical specimen, so I had to sell it. Um, but for me, it's like a simple formula. I, I mean, if you could survive my practices, you know, or if you could survive and thrive in my practices and uh, and fit into our culture in terms of being all about team, you know, on game night, I'm going to support you. I'm going to throw all my support behind you. Um, but you've got to earn that for me by being around yeah, by being about the right things by preparing the right way and again i'm not a player's coach in practice but it's just my <laughs> philosophy to drive my team hard in practice and to be you know really really demanding but then on game night uh, i've got to flip the script and become more of like the the boxing trainer in the corner that's trying to make his fighter think he can do anything yep Coach, another another thing that uh, th- this is my last question. We'll let you go. We appreciate the time. Um, I, uh, I I'm fascinated by coaches who played college basketball and now your alma mater is in your conference. You obviously played at Seton Hall in the '90s, and the most famous example for us is Bill Self, who yep. coaches at Kansas. And I swear to God, Coach, every time they play <laughs> in Stillwater, Coach Self throws the game and they lose. They lose to Oklahoma State. And so I'm not accusing you of anything. You guys just won in Newark not too long ago last yep, week. Yep. So uh, we're good there. But I'm starting to kind of forecast this Big East tournament. Mm-hmm. If you were to play Seton Hall, it would be in the championship game. They are they need to win, I believe, to get into the tournament. Also, there's this nugget, Tate. I don't know if you're aware of this. Mm-hmm. Coach, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Your senior year at Seton Hall, you guys lost to UConn in the Big East tournament, I believe. So I'm just connecting some dots, Coach. Can you promise America that that your your soft spot you're over for Seton it, Hall? You're over it. You're a UConn guy <laughs> through and through. There will never be a sweet uh, soft spot for Seton Hall if you're playing him. No, no chance. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm, okay. uh, <laughs> I'm a killer out there. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, my oldest son. You know, my oldest son Danny's a senior at Seton Hall, uh, and, and he got uh, a lot of crap from uh, people on campus when we lost. Uh, you know, because, you know, Seton Hall is his second favorite team. He's loyal yeah. to the 
really loyal to the family. You know, I met my wife Andrea there. I got a lot of love for Seton Hall, but no, you don't have a you don't have to worry about that. For a <laughs> uh, my career, my time there didn't go that great. It wasn't a fairy. <laughs> Um, and my last two games in college, my senior day at, at Seton Hall, UConn came in and smacked us at Continental Airlines Arena. And then they, my last two college losses were against UConn. Then UConn eliminated us in the, in, in the Big East, uh, in the Big East quarters, the semis, whatever it was. So, yeah, no, you don't, you, you know, you Husky Nation, you have no fear. I'm not going. <laughs> Love it. Love it, Coach. Uh, all right, Coach. We appreciate the time. Best of luck in the Big East tournament. Best of luck yep. in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, we we have two. We're we're not UConn fans, but we're not gonna there's something you, about coach. this time of year that makes us UConn fans. I don't know what it is about it. So, uh, best of luck. We appreciate the time. I appreciate you guys. How's it going? Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. One more break to get a word from our sponsor, Brain Fuel. Brain Fuel is not an energy drink. It is a cerebral beverage designed to help the brain respond with focus, alertness, and productivity, as well as the physical stamina to make it all happen. It consists of four blends, natural caffeine, fuels, antioxidants, and brain boosters. Those are all good things, I think. Perfect for any day you really need to grind or be at your best for a long period of time. You know, that happens for us every single time we do a podcast twice a week. My favorite flavors are the Victory Bliss, which is a peach mango flavor, and the Thrive Ice, the original, the the light citrus flavor. Available at BrainFuel.com and, and four delicious flavors, including Limitless, Barely, Limitless Berry and Alpha Punch as well. Again, it's promo code TITUS to receive 15%. You can go to BrainFuel.com slash discount slash TITUS. Brain fuel again. Promo code Titus to get fifteen percent off. Back to Tyson Tate. Dude, I I uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I guess it's my fault for expecting any other answer from Dan mm. Hurley than to. to yeah, to we had we, we, we were flipping a coin whether I ask him uh, does he have a rivalry with the other coaching brothers like the Drews, yeah, you know yeah. Scott Drew, and you know you know maybe the Millers with Shaw Miller and Archie Miller. You know what I mean? But uh, at the end of the day. He's a very serious coach, and we appreciate it. Coach. Yeah, as I was filling out the bracket, I saw that Seton Hall. I thought he might kill you when you. Yeah, asked him yeah. About I mean, that, yeah. you know, like that's where my mind goes. I'm like, all right, Seton Hall might play UConn. Wow, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Dan Hurley coaching yeah. against his alma mater. Yeah. His last college game, he he was on the other side. He was playing nope. Seton Hall. No connection for there. Seton Hall playing nope. against UConn. No, nope. they beat him. I was like, wow, the stars are. Dan, care to speak about this? He's like, I'm a killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, literally. That's what we love about him. That's what I, uh, Correct himself from I'm going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't I don't think he'll ever come back on the show, but uh, man, that was fun. We Thanks, coach. Certainly had fun talking to him, and uh, I, I believe in UConn. We there believe we, we both uh, picked UConn, by the way. That's we that's, did, yeah. yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with the fact nothing. that Dan Hurley joined us. Nothing. What let's talk about some of these other tournaments. Is there is there anything else we need to hit that uh, uh I mean, obviously, I want to talk about some of these other. If, yes. if I was to say to you, I know you're an ACC guy, so you might mm. lean ACC, but if you had to pick uh, one of the other five conference power conferences you know we already we already hit all the big east which which is one that that stands out to you is like i I, i'm excited to see this and like why what what is it i am excited to see what happens with the sec and i'll say this Mm -hmm. because i think it's the most uninteresting league from the standpoint of top teams that uh you know really you know get your eye and you know Nate yeah. Oates tried you know he calls out Coach K gets a little national media to pay attention to Alabama but at the end of the day no one really cares but the real question is can Kentucky and Coach Cal <laughs> no. can they make the heroic no. run that that is the that is the thing that we were promised you know there were I remember someone tweeting at one point to book it 
that no, they were going to make. Here's this the spin. Run. Here's the spin on Kentucky. They're too good. They're too they, good because what happened? They're the eight seed. They would have been. Yeah, they were the eight seed. They would have been better off. I got the bracket in front of me here. Okay. Kentucky will. They play Mississippi State. Wait, when is that? That's Thursday. Yes. They, so they got they got a bye. First of all, I don't know why we're talking about. The, they technically got a bye because the first game is tomorrow. And they, Vanderbilt, they, right? Yeah. 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 So first of all, Kentucky got a bye. So everyone's saying how bad they were this year. You're wrong. Get over it. They play Mississippi State, and then they'll play Alabama mm-hmm. in the second round. Mm-hmm. So the idea of Kentucky, they like they obviously have to win the tournament. So you're um, telling me there's a chance. There's not. There's not a chance. <laughs> what I'm telling you is if Kentucky would have got the 11 seed team, okay. Okay. that South Carolina got, they're mm. playing Ole Miss in the first round. So you're then saying playing, Seventh Woods has a chance at South Carolina. They're playing there Ole Miss go. in the first round. Then they, then they would have played LSU, which I could talk myself into Kentucky winning yes. that. Yeah. Then they're playing probably Arkansas, which like Arkansas is red hot. That's what that's why I'm interested in SEC is Arkansas. Arkansas like yep. Alabama was is the SEC champion. They're the team that they're probably the best, but Arkansas is red hot. Arkansas fans believe they're the best, and for good reason. They just beat Alabama. They beat everybody um, that they played. They've, they've won what, my like favorite, 11 SEC games? Yeah, my favorite backcourt in the country, as we're going to do our selection Sunday as we get closer, the 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 duo that I was going to laser in on is my canned, Kimba candidate kind of, you know, in conjunction was, you know, Tate and Moody. You know, those yeah. two guys at Arkansas, mm-hmm. they're very fun. They have a lot of confidence and a lot of bravado. Ole Miss as the sixth seed is another team to watch out for. Devontae Shuler, you teammates of yeah. Zion Williamson and John Moran. People forget this on the Hornets. Um, I, I think Ole Miss as a sixth seed is a scary team. Um, you mentioned, you know, Kentucky wanted to be the 11 seed, but if they played Ole Miss, they're going to lose that game. Probably. So I think I, that's what we're going to, I think yeah. Kentucky's going to lose to Mississippi State. And then you and I are going <laughs> to go on a show. Let's just throw the dream away. We're going to get it's on a over. show and be like, there's still a chance. Yeah. If Kentucky could just, did you see? They could be a replacement team, Tate. Did, did, don't, did, don't count them out. Yeah. Did you see the Joe Lonardi drop of the day? Like on the Bracketology homepage, if you haven't seen this, go to ESPN.com slash Bracketology. And it used to be Coach Cal and Coach K, and they had their arms crossed. And then what it's happened like, to Company Man Tate, by the well, I mean, look, <laughs> I, I check out all. I check Jerry Palm. I check uh, Mike DeCourcy is my favorite, of course. You, you know? got to know your enemy, right? Yeah, all of right. course. Okay, right. Anyways, they changed the graphic, Titus. They took Kyle away. They took K away. They put Jawan Howard. They put Shaka Smart up. So, wow. The bracketologists have moved wow. on from the Blue Bloods. So just think <laughs> about that. Uh, New Bloods. The other, the other thing I'm, I'm keeping an eye on with the SEC is that I, I, it feels like there's this like Alabama is a team that I don't think Alabama needs to necessarily show me anything. And the, I kind of know who Alabama is yes, at this point. Yes, we do. Same with Arkansas. Uh, there's that middle tier, that that middle grouping of SEC teams that have at times looked really good th- this year. Missouri is an interesting team. Missouri. Yes. Florida. Mm-hmm. LSU. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Like those four, basically, mm-hmm. are all at certain times have looked like Final Four teams. At other times yes. look like they're going to lose by 15 in the first round. Missouri, and, especially. Yeah. And they're all over the place. So I don't know if we're going to jump to, like, I don't know if, like, one game in the SEC tournament, like, what, what was the, who did these guys got? I mean, LSU plays the winner of Ole Miss, South Carolina. Missouri's yes. got Georgia out of the gate, which I don't know about Florida. So we get Florida, Tennessee in the 5 4 game, maybe if they, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to draw conclusions from these one games, but like, if one of them can show me, like, they can go on a run and beat, like, if, if LSU can beat Arkansas and make it to the championship game, or if, uh, you know, Tennessee can upset Alabama. And I, mm. I, I, want, I want one of those to emerge and be like, ah, okay, so yes. you're the one of those that group that I believe in. Does I'm down for that. I believe in that. I, I think at the end of the day with the SEC, we're trying to see if there's a consistent team in the yeah. SEC that we can actually buy and into. The, the answer is Arkansas. Arkansas is the best team, yes. Yeah. I, th- I think so. You think Arkansas is the best team? In the SEC. Be- better than Alabama. Yes. Why, why does Arkansas have a two next to their name, then? 
Oh, you know what it is. <laughs> Politics. Uh, <laughs> Can we talk about the Big Ten for a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Because that was the right answer when you asked me, but I, I felt like I wanted to go and No, zag, okay, so you know we'll, I mean? we'll do this. this. The we'll we'll do process of elimination. We did SEC. Uh, here's your Pac-12 update. Um, Oregon, UCLA, USC, and Colorado are all going to win. Tournament. Yep. It's it's all gonna go chalk. It's boring. I, I yes. I'm a, I'm I'm you know you know me. Tate. People yes. are saying on the internet that I have done more for Pac-12 basketball than anybody. Mm. I can't like I would disagree with that, but people are saying it, and I'm like, no, hang on, everybody. That's not true, probably, <laughs> but I appreciate it nonetheless. Even as a Pac-12 guy, I can't in good faith tell people to watch the Pac-12. Tournament. Yeah, the it's not. I mean, maybe the mm. championship. Bill Walton on the call, and if it's if it's Oregon USC, there's the 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 fight for the actual Pac-12 title because. USC. I mean, we're going to talk about this with the Big Ten because this is this is the mm. this is the subplot of the Big Ten. But USC beat the hell out of Oregon the yes. one time they played. Head to head. Mm-hmm. They won more games than Oregon in conference yep. play this year, and yet Oregon is the Pac-12 champion. So if they meet in the title game, you Analytics, have my attention. Is what they're saying at home. But otherwise, the Pac-12 Oregon not get, ranked get by the way. Face. They're the number one seed, but Colorado and USC are both ranked, <laughs> not the number one seeds in the Pac-12. So shout, yeah, shout out Doug Gottlieb, who's like waving the flag for Oregon lately. I, I just see every time Gottlieb opens his mouth, he's like, Oregon is a top ten team, a top fifteen. He team. thinks they're a Final Four team. Yeah, he's like, Oregon is the best team I've ever. Like Doug, keep it in your pants, dude. Like the more he John Rothstein famously said, "Quick Duarte <laughs> is first team All American." The so. more Gottlieb talks about Oregon, he's like, "I think Oregon, it's it's Gonzaga, Oregon tier one. It's everybody else." It's like, I mean, Dana Allman did come on our show, so I actually like. Oregon too. So uh, I want to talk about the Big Ten because this is the subplot yep. of of the conference tournaments. It's if if you have not been paying attention, uh, we talked about it on the last show. <laughs> Illinois fans versus Michigan fans. Man, it has not been resolved. Illinois going to Michigan, beating the hell out of Michigan without Io Desumu did not solve it. Nope. Because as it turns out, there is more beef to be had, and that beef is this: Tate, the Illinois fight in Illini won two more games, two more, not one more. USC mm. won one more than Oregon. Illinois won two more Big Ten games than Michigan did this year. The one time they played, they beat the snot out of Michigan in Ann Arbor without Io DeSumo. I feel the Michigan eighth graders. They the eighth graders are fired. <laughs> they're, up. they're turning up on us. Meanwhile, Michigan of the top five in the the Big Ten, Michigan yes. was number one as we know. Yes. The next four teams, Michigan played once all season. They did not play any of the other contenders. We'll say in the Big Ten, they did not play any of them twice. And Illinois, so because Michigan loses to Michigan State, suddenly you're looking at it, and if I'm an Illinois fan, which this is exactly what Illinois fans are saying, how the hell are we not Big Ten champions? Yeah, I don't. It doesn't make sense. Even if you look at the standings, it says Illinois is like plus a half game in the standings of like game, you know, the game behind. Yes, 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 yes. Illinois is ahead of them in that, but because Michigan had a higher winning percentage, they technically are champions. Is this the most fraudulent conference championship regular season you have ever seen in your life? The answer has to be yes, right? I will say this win percentage decision was made at the start of this year, right? That was, that was the call. But so it does seem to me like in the same way, Ohio state in football, right? We made a decision. No, hang on. No, 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 no. Okay, go ahead. But we made a decision. We see the decision is stupid. The decision is stupid. Yes, and then we and then we adjust and we and we move and we realize forward. like this this right? just doesn't make sense. Like so, the history books are not. I'm this. I'm even of the camp of if it comes down to win percentage and it's and it's one side is win percentage, one side is plus five. You know, yeah, share it right. Just like share the, the it. Like you could do that. Maryland shared it last year. We don't even remember. You're that. saying just share it. That's what I think. Th- these these things do matter, by the way. Like, yes. like you're, these are trophies. Yes. These are, are are there's money on the line for coaches, which I I don't think people are gonna cry over. You know, and like the mm-hmm. average public's like, who gives a shit about that? But th- th- this matters in recruiting, <laughs> even like the graphics you put yes. up that are like 
19 Big Ten shit or whatever. This is, you know, like, this is trickle-down economics. Trickle you know, the, down, the school gives the, the bonus to the coach. The coach gives the bonus to the bag. The bag goes to the recruit. We know how it goes. But you're absolutely right. People are trying to draw the comparison to Ohio State football. What happened with that, which yes. is Ohio State football got like preferential treatment. And mm -hmm. uh, the difference... I mean, listen, I, I, I'm very biased as, as it turns out. But, but what I'm saying is there's precedent no, has been set. So you can't, you could do it. That's you what I'm saying. Change. You could pick. I'm agreeing with you. Okay. That Ohio State. <laughs> Just making sure. Ohio State went undefeated in yes. football. <laughs> Ohio State beat. My question is, could they have done it in the ACC, though? That's, that's, that's what people were saying. Ohio State, Tate, went undefeated in football. <laughs> They beat the team that everyone thought like should be in be over. What, what did Davo Sweeney say? They were the eleventh best team in the country before. He voted them eleventh best. That was hilarious. So everyone wanted Indiana to be in because like by per the COVID, like Ohio State yes. didn't play enough games. Indiana should be in. They played head to head. Ohio State beat the hell out of Indiana. Indiana made it close in the end, but they still won the one game. Yep. Ohio State went undefeated. That made sense. So they reevaluate and they're like, mm -hmm. this doesn't like the team beat the other team. They went undefeated. They, like we can't put this team in. That's over. what I mean. That's exactly what we common have here. Common sense. That's exactly what it is here. It's like do you use common sense. Like, I will Illinois say. So I'm. I am. That's that's the subplot of this. If Illinois and Michigan meet in the championship game in the Big Ten tournament, boy, ooh, mm. ooh, 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 ooh. they both have one seeds locked up. I think. Yes. I think definitely. it's. I think that's kind of both one seeds. They're so both one seeds. But at now the end you're of the fighting. Day, they that. should not be upset. Yeah, um, and, and if you're Michigan. It's good news, right? Because if you're a Michigan fan, you know that the the machine is behind you. As we talked about last time, like the media machine is behind Jawan Howard. Yeah, we love the yeah. Fab Five in the words mm -hmm. of John Rostein. We love the Fab Five Redemption Tour. We want Jawan Howard to succeed, right? That is what we are all on. So the fact that Michigan is getting that bump, that's right. good news for them. But on the flip side of that, Illinois having the Illinois has got to be pissed off, dude. But having the chip on your shoulder is great. Like yeah. I, I think, like I'm buying in on this. Like this is the team. I watched the Ohio State game right yeah. this weekend. Ohio State had no business losing that game. Yeah. But Illinois yes. the whole time, yes. I mean, you know this, the whole time Illinois had the confidence of like, we're going to win this game. Uh, I, I'm very high Ohio on Ohio State, line. as it turns out. I just out, say that. Ohio State Flying also high. had the confidence that we're definitely going to win this game. They just, no, they didn't. Not. No, I saw it. I saw it on their faces. No, Dwayne Washington was like, I'm going to win this game. Watch this. And then he'd shoot it and would throw it off the backboard. And when you go in and... <sighs> Yeah, and that was tough. But and he, then he and then Chris Holman looked at him and said, "Guys, make shots." My dad called me. Like, he's oh, like, my, bad. "My dad called Forgot. me. He's like, what's, what's going on with Dwayne? Like on the, some of the, his some of his shot selection." I was like, "Dad, he thought it was going in. <laughs> That's what's going on." Yeah, it, it never crossed Dwayne Washington. It never has when he's shooting the ball that like this is not going in. So you're looking at him, you're like, probably "Why would my, you shoot that, Dwayne?" He's like, "Because I bought, thought if I made this, we'd win the game." <laughs> probably my favorite mask, by the way, of, of all of the broken. Like, think about what Tyler Hansborough wore in 2008 when he broke his nose. You yeah. know what I mean? When Jared Henderson gave him the elbow, yeah. it's like he couldn't even see. He had Velcro all over his face, and now this is sleek. This is nice. Uh, Good to see for Io. So I, I, I might take it back when I said earlier, UConn has is more fired up to win their conference tournament than the other thing. Illinois has got to be up there too. If I'm Illinois, I, I'm not that. I just, just, just wait. Six what? games. Six games. You want to win it all if you're Illinois. Yeah, you want to win the Big Ten too. No, like the idea no, no. of Michigan winning the Big Ten tournament just, and the Big that's Ten. That's the problem no, with the Big Ten. This is why you don't win the big one. This is why no. you guys get all you're beating each other up. <laughs> no, you're dude. focused on this Big Ten tournament. The no, real dude. thing is what matters. Illinois fans, you know this. You know this because make no, the real run. It's the opposite. Make the real I run. would argue the opposite because no, you're if, you're arguing you wrong. Because if you dude, if you if you don't <laughs> win the Big Ten tournament and you go and you say we're putting all our eggs in one basket to make this run and you don't win the you don't win the the, the NCAA tournament. You win nothing. 
I think you if have you're this Illinois, Illinois season that's historic. <laughs> there's there's greatest season where where if Indiana beats you Rutgers, you throw that game so that they keep Archie Miller there, and you lose that game to Indiana. Let them go on. Let Iowa get to the championship. Let them have you're their outside fun. You're outside your gourd, dude. And you then gotta get, Illinois you gotta make the real run. up, dude. I, make the I real need, run. You know it. Ta- you're losing your Illinois mind, fans. Make the real run. You know you can do it. This I'm is, telling you. This is Lucy th- pulling the football from Charlie Brown. You're like, make the run, Illinois. Gotcha, bitch. Gonzaga won. You losing a title game make again. The run. And make they win the nothing. Run. Make the run. They win nothing. You went to the final four. You won something. That's that's what that's the Big Ten problem. LeBron James has showed us as long as you get to the mile marker, it's okay. Get to no, the final four, no, get to the title no. game. Whatever happens, happens. You're in Big You're, Ten country. You, you've said a lot of dumb stuff on the show that I, might take the cake. I uh, uh, <laughs> I believe in IO. I believe. Uh, uh, other things to look for in the Big Ten. Minnesota's playing Northwestern uh, tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Minnesota's never won a game outside the barn. So I, I will be cheering very strongly for Northwestern, especially because yes. the winner plays Ohio State, and I would rather. Also, Ohio State lost to both those teams. Good way. guy report coming out. Uh, Minnesota, this could be the last game for Coach Patino. So. Mm, interesting. Wow. Interesting. Uh, is there anything else that stands out to you? Look at the Big Ten. I mean, Archie, I, Archie's got to win, but he's not going to. And that's, Archie's got to win. My one note and my one team to really – I mean, Illinois is my national championship favorite team right now outside of Gonzaga, as we know. But, like, the, the number two team, right, as I call it, the biggest loser, Illinois is my team right now. That is the biggest loser in the over country. Baylor. Yes, over Baylor. My biggest loser, Illinois, right now. In my mind. That's they, what I'm saying. The Baylor beat them. But my favorite team to be the hottest team in the country, Purdue, the Boilermakers. I like them. I like them as a four seed. I like them as a chance to win the Big Ten tournament. I like them in Indianapolis. I like that they get to play home so, games in West Lafayette. So Purdue is a team I would watch out for as well. I in just the Big say Ten that. tournament or in the NCAA tournament? In both. In both. In both. So you're telling me that if Ohio State – Beats Northwestern and Minnesota. That that the Purdue Boilermakers are going to beat Ohio State three times this season. No, <laughs> but I'm just saying I like Purdue. I like Purdue. Make a run. Final Four potential. I like Purdue's team. I really do. The Big Ten is they. You guys have all built each other up. You know what I mean. This, I will this, say this. It, it, I'm I'm worried that there's a Big Ten bubble. I'm worried yes. that uh, it's it's very. I mean, I said this to Andy when we were uh, on Friday when we were talking about the Pac-12, and I was. I but said it's it a Big Ten tournament. So you have I to said it tongue that. in cheek about the Pac-12 of like, how come when Ohio State loses four in a row, it's like mm. wow, that just shows that when Ohio State loses to Michigan State, it shows the depth of the league. When Colorado loses to Cal, it's like Colorado sucks. Yeah, get them out of here. Get them out of here. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like there might be a Big Ten bubble, Tate, where mm. every it's all propped up on itself. Also, I mean, like I don't love the idea that Ohio State is still ranked in the top ten with four losses in a row. I don't love that. Yes, I don't like. I don't. I still think we're a very good team, but I don't love. Carolina has two more losses than Ohio State. It's not even close to the top twenty-five. You know what I mean? And it's like the Big Ten. Wisconsin. What do they have? Like ten losses, and they were number yeah, twenty-three in the country. Wisconsin's not good. Wisconsin, I don't know. The, 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 the talk about Ten. Another thing I'm looking yeah. at with the Big Ten is Wisconsin figuring it out, and uh, yeah, I don't know, salvaging something out of the season because. Yikes! Situation there. Uh, all right. So what? What else we got? ACC. Yeah, let's and, go to the and, ACC and, and and Big Twelve. ACC. <sighs> the I ACC. I can't is, get myself to care, yeah, dude. I just yeah, can't. I haven't yeah. all year. I can't get myself to care. Similar to the Big Ten, the ACC. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
I'm talking about the team that I like. <laughs> similar similar to the Big Ten, I like the four seed. I like Georgia Tech in this tournament. Similar to the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> I love the four seed here. Uh, Moses Wright, the ACC <laughs> player of the year. teams right now. <laughs> <laughs> Moses, Josh Pastner is wreaking havoc on your league. Look at this guy. <laughs> this guy is the, dominating the your league. Good guy you of said the year. similar to the Big Ten. Good guy of the year. Similar to the Big Ten. Uh We'll Love have more the, teams in the Final Four <laughs> than you'll have in the Sweet 16. <laughs> hey, hey. How many teams are getting the Big Ten? Nine? That's what they're trying to push. The ACC is getting seven. Um, okay, sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at you. But at, at the, the end of the time, day, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets are the hottest team in the ACC. Yep. They have the ACC Player of the Year. Uh-huh. They should have had the ACC Coach of the Year. Uh, at least the ACC Character of the Year is what I'm saying. Did they name uh, a Coach of the Year yet? Yes. Who was it? It was uh, uh, Mr. November, Mike Young, Virginia Tech. Leonard Hamilton really? was number two. Josh Pastner number three. For what? Like what? Moses That's Wright a... though was the real story. Moses Wright, a guy that went from you know freshman year basically irrelevant, sophomore year bought back in a little bit. This guy had no offers from Inlow from Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, probably should have gone to NC State, but it, w- it was legitimately a diamond in the rough. A guy that, like I said, no D one offers was kind of you know Josh Pastner didn't even want to give him a scholarship, and then you know three four years later. He is the ACC Player of the Year. So uh, shout out to Moses Wright. Shout out to Georgia Tech. I think they're a fun team to look out for. Florida State's probably the team that everyone will pick uh, as the two seed. Um, I think Duke has a legit shot to, I mean, like I said, Joe Lenardi has Duke still in the bubble. Duke's bad, dude. Duke's the 10 seed here. They no. play Boston College in the first game. Boston College, Jim Christian is the actual good guy of the year. So that's a win for Duke. They get in the second round. They play Louisville, a team that has beaten them twice, Mark Titus. So, you know, most signs would say. That's the Rutherford. Uh, I'm picking know, Duke just I because know, like, I'm I picturing. In the 80, 80% of the time, right, the team that's already won twice is going to win the third game and yada, yada, yada. But I'll tell you this. It's the Duke Blue Devils. It's Louisville. This is the situation where they look around and say, "We're going to win this." I'm just game. picturing Mike Rutherford. He's upset. This game. He's, He's upset hearing me say this right now. But, but I'm saying, I, I'm it. just picturing, like, is Mike Rutherford going to be happy on Wednesday? And is he going to be happy to? They, the answer is, I just feel like that, no. If he's playing Duke, yeah. No. Okay. So Duke beats Louisville, and then Duke has Florida State there. Um, this is Thursday, March 11th. It's going to be the moment in time, folks. You're going to be sitting at home, and you're going to see a tweet that says, "Is Duke back on the bubble?" Mm-hmm. And you're thinking to yourself. Wow, Duke's in the, they're in the quarterfinals or the semifinals at this point. Unbelievable. What are they doing here? Don't believe the hype. They've only beaten two teams that they probably should have beat a team that's already beaten them twice, right? Anyways, Florida State, this is the game. If Duke wins this game, beats Florida State. <laughs> then we're then we're then we're on. Then we're then we're on and then we're on and popping. America's back in on the Duke Blue Devils. Um, on the flip side... And then Virgi- all they need is two more wins. Yeah, and then they have to keep going. <laughs> Anyways, Virginia Tech is another team uh, as a three seed that I think has gotten a little bit forgotten as we talk about the ACC. They're, they're a good team. Again, Mike Young, Coach of the Year. And then at the top of the bracket, the one seed, Virginia. Syracuse-NC State is the 8-9 game. Q's is trying to get into the tournament. Buddy Bayheim, Jim yeah, Bayheim. Yeah. That is a, a upset game to watch. I could see Virginia, you know, potentially losing that game. Um... I think Virginia's just happy they won the ACC regular season. I, I don't a think backdoor win, a backdoor win. A backdoor, yeah, exactly. Like we, Florida we, State we losing probably at, at Notre Dame. Yeah, we yeah. probably shouldn't have won the ACC, but we're happy By we did. By the way, shout out to Mike Bray for uh, yeah. beating Florida State right after everyone's counting, calling for him to be fired. Yeah, fire everyone, Mike I mean, Bray. like 12, yeah. Stop. 19-year-olds Stop. to go to Notre Dame. That- Stop. Notre Dame is an interesting team because Notre Dame is hot. 
and they play you know, Wake Forest in the first round. They'll probably get that win. Then they play North Carolina, yeah, that's, that's, the sixth seed. Tough draw for North Carolina there in the first round, but you know, <laughs> draw you know, what can you do? What can you do? You know what they do. You know what they do. Um, but anyways, looking at the ACC, it does feel like to me that it's Florida State's tournament. They they are the kings of the ACC yeah. tournament now. Um, Georgia Tech is a team to watch. Virginia Tech, like I said, um, but. Overall, Mark Titus, like you said, not the most interesting tournament. There's, there's really, honest to God, I'm not even saying this. Coach K love loves ACC. Greensboro. Coach K loves Greensboro. So there's a slight chance that Duke makes a run. I'm not saying this because you slight love the ACC chance. and I'm trying to troll you. Like, I legitimately am looking at this bracket. I'm just like, I there's nothing. There's you wouldn't nothing. get it. You wouldn't get it. It's Greensboro basketball. It's it's real pure hoops, Mark Titus. And there's there's nothing that does it for me. There's, Roll there's the TVs nothing. in. Roll the there's TVs in. There's nothing that in. does it for me. Uh, good luck, I guess. To, k- Georgia who, Tech. Who, so who who wants to win this the most? Would you say Georgia uh, like, Tech? Of of the teams that are actually already in the tournament. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Yes. Virginia Tech. Georgia Tech. Yeah. That's it. I think it's Georgia Tech. I think Georgia Tech's the team that's like like Josh Pastner's like if we win this, I don't even care if we lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Do you know this, Mark Titus? Josh Pastner has the number sixteen recruiting class in the country coming in next year. Number 16? In is that country. good? In the country. Georgia Tech. Is that good? Yes. In the 16, whole, I, mean, I don't know. In the whole country? The 16. I mean, Benny, like, Benny Hardaway's got like the number 21 class. Dude, like, I mean, dude. Once, I think once you're outside the top 10, no, you're no, not, no, no, that, no, that is no, Big Ten no, status no, no, day no, no, if I've no. ever heard one. Top 16. I mean, top like, 16. If, if I told you, Matt Painter, if I told you Greg Gard had a graphic made that said we have the number 16 recruited class in the country, you would you would fall on out of your chair laughing. Like who, who brags about the 16th best recruiting class? Josh Pastner. <laughs> Josh Pastner. I I'm all in on Georgia Tech basketball being back. If you don't know John Sally, Mark Price, <laughs> I mean, just go do your research. Ishmael Muhammad, BJ Elder, Jared uh-huh. Jack, man, uh-huh. the good days. Jenny Anderson. Come oh my right. God, Chibs, come on. Uh all right, that, what a time. that leaves the Big 12. So the big Dennis t- Scott. <laughs> God damn it! Can we please move on? All right, let's go. Big Twelve. Uh, big Twelve. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at Baylor versus. Okay, so West Virginia, Oklahoma State's going to be the four five game. game. That's on Thursday. Great game. I want Oklahoma State to. I'm sorry, West Virginia fans. I, you know, I think West Virginia is good enough to make a Final Four. I think. Mm-hmm. I think really, Same. it's it's insane to look at the Big Twelve. Uh, bracket and Oklahoma's a seven seed. Yes, they're playing tomorrow, and that's Oklahoma. What was it? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they were ranked like seventh or they were seventh in the country, and now they're they were tier two, I believe. Andy, yeah, Andy, Andy, Andy was like this two. close yeah. to bumping them up. So anyway, all all of these teams, basically all the top teams, you could talk me into all, all the top teams in the Big Twelve making the uh, the Final Four. So no disrespect to West Virginia, but I want Oklahoma State to win because what I really want more than anything is Baylor, Oklahoma State. I want mm. Jared Butler to to just go nuts because uh, on Monday, Tate, mm-hmm. Cade Cunningham was named. The Big Twelve Player of the Year, not Jared Butler, not the guy who Wait, plays, what? not the guy who's one of the best defenders in the con- in the in the mm. conference and the country for God's sakes, not the guy who's the leading scorer on the team that uh, is, is almost undefeated. It, 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 is Tate Frazier undefeated? We'll say. Mm. Are, are they undefeated? Do you? Yes, yes, undefeated. Coming off a of COVID break, they, the one time they lost. I mean, <laughs> doesn't count. Still undefeated, right? Yep. Jared Butler loses out to the freshman who, granted, Kate Cunningham's awesome, and he he. It's not that he doesn't deserve it. It's just like if I'm Jared Butler, I'm pretty pissed off about this. And I wouldn't mind seeing him take it out. And also, Cade rising to the challenge. I'm like, hey, man, I heard you're pissed off that I won Big 12 Player of the Year. Watch this. Yes. Here's why I won. Yes, here's why. Yeah. Here's why I won. That matchup has my attention. There is something to be said about the fact that Cade Cunningham has these, you know, we joked about him being Heisman moments. We'll call them Naismith moments or whatever the award is in the Big 12. 
for player of the year. But traditionally in college basketball, there has always been this sort of pecking order where the seniority rules, you know, as yeah. stupid as it is, that's how it plays. So you and I assume that Jared Butler, de facto seniority rules by tradition, he would be the Big 12 player of the year. So the fact that, you know, we have the Big 12 champion, Scott Drew gets the, you know, the hurdle, jumps over it, celebrates going crazy first time since 1950. We assume the next, you know, the next thing that have the next chain, the next link mm -hmm. is bang. Jared Butler, player of the year. And the, the worst part about this for Jared Butler is that this almost nullifies him for national player of the year a little bit because he can't be in that conversation Dude, if he's I, not Big 12 player of the year. That's why I was so fired up. So now Kate Cunningham has now jumped him in that conversation. So That's why I was fired up about it because before Baylor goes on their latest COVID pause, I would have argued, like when everyone was arguing, when Io like really blew up yes. and, and there was the Io versus Luca debate about uh, player of the year, national player of the year, I was ready to throw Jared Butler in the mix. I'm like, are we going to talk about Jared Butler? The guy's, the, the team's undefeated. He's, he's, He's not carrying them, obviously. Baylor is deep, and they're good, and they have other shooters and great players. But, like, Jared Butler's the guy. Yes. He's, he's very much yes. the guy. It's not a Gonzaga situation where Kispert and Suggs and Timmy, and they, they're they they're like a, a great team. Yes. Baylor is a, a great team, uh, yes, but Jared Butler is the guy we on know, that team. We know who's going to get the yeah, ball. Yeah, yes. and I was like, I, I don't know. It's, it feels like he could be... Uh, he could be national player of the year, but then he's not even Big Twelve player of the year. That's wild. But uh, yeah, has has it flipped? I guess is the question. Has uh the 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 um, you know, because like b back in the day, as you said, like freshmen didn't win mm -hmm. these awards. But but the Big Twelve, I'm trying to think. Like I I I pulled it up to to make sure I was I was onto this. Was Durant won? Player Durant of the year. won. Yes. Beasley won. Yeah, Beasley did win. Yes. Beasley won player of the year. But the year those after. two guys. So they were, they were early. Big 12 were early adopters to so like freshmen, but also Durant was national player of the year. I mean, so exactly. Was I was going to yeah. say Beasley and Durant. Beasley, Marcus for some Smart reason, won. people have forgotten how big of a deal it was that Beasley was coming into college basketball. And the fact that like Beasley had, you know, his assist, his coach go be the assistant coach at Kansas State. He was must see TV from the jump. So. Makes but, sense that he had the zeitgeist. guys. He gets the vote. <laughs> Dude, Devontae Graham won over Trey Young. I forgot about that. That's so stupid. <laughs> but that's what we're talking. That, that, so that is the that is the example of what it usually yeah. is. Like that's this so is stupid. Devontae Graham. This yeah. is this is the pick. But I, yeah. I think he's probably more of the pick. I mean, Devontae Dude, was amazing by the way that year. So he was. But Trey Young is the most underrated. He might be the most underrated college basketball player. Trey Young was I've putting up seen. thirty and ten. He led the country in scoring and, and assists. Yes, and and did anyone conference player there? <laughs> Crazy because the backlash—he was so good that the backlash was so hard. ESPN ruined it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they kept showing the Trey Young stat count. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the he's, assist count. He's zero yeah. for one with one assist, and yeah. we're like, "Yeah, dude, we're thirty seconds into the game. Yeah, like, calm down. Yeah." And then everyone, the backlash happened. Yeah, he popped too soon. Yeah. Man, uh, all right. Other things to look at, I guess. Can, can I just shout out Iowa State? I think Iowa State is the best. I, I, I'm gonna. In fact, I don't think this. I, I am sure of this. Iowa State is the greatest. Two win team in the history of college basketball. Mm -hmm. The greatest two win team. Like they've mm -hmm. they've been close a lot of times. Yes. I, I I don't want them to beat Oklahoma because that's devastating Oklahoma season and that's devastating. Oklahoma. That, yes. I don't know how you come back from that if you're Oklahoma. But <laughs> shout out to Iowa State. They're still fighting. They gave Baylor a great game. First game back from Baylor's uh, COVID pause. Yeah. It, it's shocking that they went 0 for 18. That, that's what America started to feel like. Are we sure yeah. Baylor's that good? But again, you're saying it like they're they're a really solid two win team. You know. <laughs> Iowa State they, is the you, best two-win team of 
ever, all time. Ever. Of all time. Yeah, the boat. Of all time. The boat. <laughs> the best of all time. Yeah, the Big 12 is going to be. I don't know what else. Like the Big 12, it's just more of the same of what we've seen all year. That the that West Virginia Texas, Oklahoma State is going to be. Texas, awesome. Texas Tech is the game for me. Uh, yeah. that, that's the first round matchup, the last game on the you know uh, on March 11th. So those two teams, I've liked a lot this season at different you know differing points. Chris Beard went to the title game the last time we had a tournament, so we have to respect him. Shaka Smart grew out the hair. I bought in from the Maui bump. We've had the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows. I want to see where Texas is right now and really judge Texas based on where they are right now at this very moment. They have the talent. We know they can put it together. But that game for me will be a nice, you know, which one of these big 12 teams do I really want to ride? West Virginia, Texas, Texas Tech. Yeah. Are all three teams and Oklahoma. Those four teams are all dangerous teams in March. And then obviously we have the Kansas and Baylor at the top, you know, the big 12. Kansas. I'm still a little bit, you know, finicky on. I could see why people like them. You know, there, there's some games if where Kansas, you see it. Here's the thing about Kansas. If their jersey said uh, Iowa State. <laughs> I think I think if they said TCU, you'd be like, I like this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. It's They're a little that, bit more scrappy. It's yeah, just yeah. that Kansas isn't as good as we're used to seeing Kansas. So you're like, eh, Kansas sucks. Yeah. And also all the other blue bloods sucking mm-hmm. or some degree of it. Is not Kansas could either. win games playing defense too. But yeah. that's the other thing. I can see Kansas defensively getting to the two of Sweet 16 yeah. and then not having the horses. From Kansas there, was so. the best team in the country last year and they're not this year. And I think if you're watching Kansas, you're just like, yes. what happened? To, where's Azubuka? Yes. Where's Dotson? <laughs> What's going on? I don't like this team. But oh, man. I wish Dotson was on this team. Dude, uh, conference tournament starting today. The ACC, I mean, they've already started. No disrespect to the mid majors and the, the spot that have already yes. punched their tickets. Yes. I'm at the, the, the power conference. Shout out App State. Shout out West Miller, yeah. UNCG. Yeah, they, they start to the, the ACC, Pitt, Miami. We get that today on ACC Network, which, okay, so I guess they don't start today. <laughs> <laughs> all the, the, the second round uh, of the, tomorrow's ACC games are all on ACC Network, too? Yeah. Good Lord, dude. Tune in. Get it together. Tune in. Get it, get it together. Roll uh, in the TVs. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Let's do a quick round of a good guy, bad guy, just for posterity. Yes. A lot of people listen to the show. Yes. They want On Tuesdays, they want to know, Who's our picks for good guy, bad guy of the week? I think this is the last time we're doing it this year. Right? Yes, yes. This will be it. This is the final one. The yeah, final the one. The take-home picks. Yes. Go ahead. Who's your good guy of the week? Good guy of the week for me is uh, historic. And it's honestly something I never thought I would be able to do on the show because he was such a... This would be like if Darth Vader, you know, just decided, you know what? My bad. I, I want to go back to the good side. I'm, I'm done with this whole thing. You know, I got a little my. You know, this this is my fault, and it's Coach K, my good guy of the week. Yeah, you heard it here, and you say to yourself, based on the principles of this, he cannot be a good guy. But there's duality, there's layers, and Coach mm-hmm. K, after the game against North Carolina, after getting swept by your North Carolina Tar Heels, after having not a first round pick in the NBA draft, after looking and saying, I'm not even on the bubble. He looked around after this game and said, I like North Carolina's freshmen. They got a lot of talent over there. They got a whole lot of talent. I wish that we could bring in that kind of talent to Duke. Even though, you know, it's what, five to ten, five stars on his he, bench. He's had top 16 recruiting classes for how many years? For around? how many years, folks? So many top 16 classes. Good guy of the week, Coach K. He gives Roy Williams all the props. He gives Carolina all the props. Yeah. I have never seen Coach K willingly lose and be a loser um and i think that just shows that something has happened once you have great my, my parents always said this once you have grand grandchildren your heart grows three sizes right okay. coach k had his grandkids roy williams did as well about you know 10 years ago or so and they did get a little bit nicer but you know you didn't really see the full form coach k has gray in his hair now and i see no. it i i see yes look at it look no. at it it's peppered in 
The tar is gone. The good he guy is that. here. He dies that too. He dies it all jet black, and then he adds the gray after I, he dies. I'm not. I, I hate to say uh, it, but Coach K, I, I kind of like him. He was a so good guy. If if Duke, <laughs> I, I want that cut by the way. Yeah, I, I need I need that audio. Look, of, 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 I hate make to sure say you it. say Coach this K's too. Swept by Roy Williams, 2021. <laughs> good guy. Of the if year. Duke, so in your in your scenario, Duke beats Boston College today. Yes. They beat uh, Louisville tomorrow. Yes. Then they're playing Florida State on Thursday. That 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 is the game. They lose to Florida State, but they lose by four. Mm. It's a close game. Matthew Hurt. Lenardi has him in. Yes. Is Coach K? Do you think he is campaigning to be in after the game, or do you think he's just defeated? And he's like, eh, it's whatever. It's over. I'm ready for next year. Just if give they next lose year. in a close game, then he says this conference is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And he lobbies, of course. He has to lobby. Yeah. And I think if they at least get to this game, this is a great, this is a great hypothetical. Who's the best team in the country that if they lose in their conference tournament, their coach won't lobby? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like, do you want to lobby or you want to go do some hobbies? You yeah. know what I mean? It's one or yeah. the other. And there's a lot of coaches that are like, I just want to get out of here and enjoy myself. Coach K, I coach, think he actually who, uh, will lobby. Who's the answer to that? That's a great question. It might be Indiana. Like if Indiana loses, Archie Miller is not lobbying. He's just like, all right, I'm gonna pack up my things. Yes. I'm ready to go now. Yes. Because <laughs> like Xavier's lobbying, you know, Providence. Xavier's definitely lobbying. You know, they're lobbying. You Seton know Hall's lobbying. St. John's. Yeah. 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 On down the well, St. John's maybe not. If St. John's was in Seton Hall, I don't think Mike Ander- Mike Anderson has to see the writing on the wall. I think he has to be like, yeah, we blew it. Or if Seton Hall loses to Kevin, if, yeah, if Seton Hall yeah. loses, Willard, to, Willard is the one. If you lose five yeah, in a row yeah, and you yeah. lose back to Willard, back to St. John, Willard is the one that. Has if to Willard win. loses to to Bayheim, Bayheim, if he loses to Virginia, he lobbies. Bayheim, he's definitely lobby. lobbying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Keats doesn't lobby. No, of course not. I mean, that's insanity. Yeah, I mean that's that's pathetic. But they're if but you're they're clearly but, out. And you're lobbying. It's like get it together, dude. Yeah, this is Louisville. They lobby. Chris Mack lobbies. Yeah, Roy Williams lobbies. Even if it doesn't he's have already to. in, yeah. But if they lost, they lost to Notre Dame. He has to lobby. You know what I mean? He does have to lobby if they lose to yeah, Notre Dame for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my good guy pick of the week. Uh, we already kind of touched on some of the stuff I wanted to touch on, but just for again for posterity, Juwan Howard. Oh, uh, because Juwan Howard this past week, the past seven days, has done like seventeen Big Ten programs a solid. Mm-hmm. I'm going to count them out. He did, obviously, Illinois a solid because he gave uh, Illinois a win in Ann Arbor, locked up a yep. one seed. Uh, for the Illini. Also, now Illinois fans are pissed off about like we should be Big Ten champions. Th- yeah. That's good because they're gonna they're probably gonna hang a banner anyway. I would love to see that actually. Please. Illinois just hangs the banner. So Illinois fans are happy at what transpired from Javon Howard. Mm. Michigan State fans are obviously happy. They Michigan State beats Michigan in uh, East Lansing. Mr. March. Mr. March is back. Yes. yes. Uh, people are saying Rocket Watts and and <laughs> Aaron Henry might actually be a good backcourt. For one day, for one mm. moment in time. Mm. Foster Lawyer sitting over there stewing, yeah, waiting for his like, moment. Yeah. Put me in, coach. Yeah. He's actually out for the year. Oh, but, he is? Yeah. Oh, God. But you wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, I wouldn't have noticed. I did <laughs> not know that. I, did, I literally did not know that. I'm sorry, Foster. Get better soon. <laughs> but also, at the same time. Uh, he did, He did. speaking of which, he did Nebraska solid because Jack Hoiberg got minutes in this game. Seven yes. minutes. Michigan State is so depleted a point guard that... Uh, Izzo's throwing Jack Hoiberg out there. Almost got a $7 trillion, by the way. Mm. But uh, Jack Hoiberg gets to call his dad and say, Dad, dad. I almost got a $7 trillion and we beat Michigan, yep. and I yep. moved the ball really well, and uh, it was awesome. So Jawan Howard did that. I guess that's it. But he also, uh, <laughs> Eli Brooks, Eli Brooks gets hurt in this game. Mm. Remember, Eli Brooks did not play at Minnesota. 
when when uh, yes, Michigan lost to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the post-game press conference, mom was like, yeah, we missed Eli. And I was like, you missed Eli by 17 points? Like, that was really going to make a difference? And now he's like, see, I told you, without Eli, yep. we're not as good. 70 points. So now Eli Brooks is like, I, I love this guy. I love play. So he had just a lot of, like, the two losses that Michigan has suffered recently – a lot of good vibe, like he's spreading. Yes. The, uh, there's a lot of goodness going out there. He he's, yes. he he got another bid for the Big Ten. Michigan State's going to be in now. Um, so John Howard, my good guy. I think Michigan, by the way, for the record, they're fine. They're going to be good. Yes. they're going to be very yes. good. They're still a very good team. Yes. Um, and I they they had nothing to play for in this game. I I still believe in Michigan long term. Yeah, there's one. There, there's basically one A, one B, one C, one D for me in the Big Ten, and uh, they are one B right now, and they've been one A. You know, for the past few weeks, I'm going for Illinois. I just believe in them for some reason. Uh, but I like that. Good your guy. Your bad guy pick. Bad guy is simple for me. Bracketology. Last year, we did not have a tournament. And you would think, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people said to us, college basketball is dead. College basketball is dead. You know, who cares? Who cares? Joe Lenardi, he just hung on for life. Mm -hmm. And just waited until the brackets came back. He just sat down, Sent hunkered down. Well, it's easy when you're in a bunker to survive the apocalypse. This man, just, he, got, he yeah. created a term. He trademarked the term. He became a quote-unquote expert. And, mm. you know, the bracketologist himself is able to survive. He's able to keep putting out the brackets. And he's also able to take money for Duke because he continues to put him in. His first four out, first four in. They're still in the bubble. So I just want to shout out. You know, whatever you're getting, Joe Lenardi, you are the bad guy of the week. You do you. Whatever Mike White, whatever his rate is, keep doing whatever, it. Bad guy of the week. Whatever is like... How, Mark? How are they on the bubble? I don't understand it. Whatever has... There it is. Bad guy of the week. convinced Lenardi is like the best at this also <laughs> in my history. How? We have all the former, the, the, the brackets as they play out. And Lenardi, I don't think he's bad. But I mean, isn't that the thing? Is like we have all the data that's like Lenardi's yes. actually like kind of middle of the road. He's not the best at this, but we we love him. Anyway. We just love it. Yeah, yeah we love him anyway. again. Bad uh, guy of the week. My bad guy of the week, Roy Williams. Yeah, no other. Uh, number one. I wanted you to have this. This makes me number happy. one. Yeah, the good. the Jordans he wore against Duke. I, yep. He's been wearing a new pair of Jordans every week. Um, I or every game. Right? I need that pullover right there. But uh, uh, the Jordans that Roy wore against Duke. I'm not even a sneaker guy, and. What, 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 which ones were those? I can't even remember which ones he wore against Duke, honestly. They were the high tops with the... I, Pull up the picture. Do the, you have the picture? The, yeah. I'll, the Jordans... Damn it. Damn it. This is... This is... Jordans. <laughs> are they Jordan 1s? Jordan 11s? I, I I don't know what the numbers are. I, I used to have... What were the ones I had the 23 written on the side by the heel? 23 written on the side. Oh, right God there. damn <laughs> Michael, what do I even search? <laughs> Jordan, Roy Williams. At the end of the day, this is the there was a mantra in my life I've always had, Mark Titus. Because you know, look at me. You know, you can be dorky, but the way that you can do this is to be loud down low. And we're, Roy Williams has learned this this year. You got to be Dude. loud down low. Make a statement with your shoes. That is the way to do it, folks. If Whatever. you're, uh, you know, a quirky looking white kid or dorky looking white kid, I can't go find loud it. down low. So I can't. I can't find it because uh, Google doesn't believe in. The same things I believe. I just searched Roy shoes and it's I'm gonna say as, that they're Jordan threes. I did not get I, I'm gonna many say hits. they're Jordan threes because I feel like that's that's dude. What, you gotta look these up. They were they were great. It, I mean, I, I'm not even in the week. There's a different shoe. I mean, he's had the Jordan yeah. ones, the Carolina blues. I mean, yeah, he's he's done it all. He's had Jordan 11s, said Jordan threes. You're, this is all gibberish. Okay. What you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what any of those are, but these were awesome. Yes, these, these were my yes. favorite. That's what I, I want to go okay. on record. Okay. Uh, but also, he started a scholarship for North Carolina. He, like, or he gave three million dollars to to North Carolina to start a scholarship. Yeah. Yes. And the whole reason I bring it up is because, like, I don't care. Whatever. You gave money to your school. Like, whatever. I, I donate money to Purdue. You don't see me talking about it. But uh, <laughs> As he talks about it. <laughs> I never mention it. But I, I, I've, I've tried to donate a bidet this, to my alma mater. This is Larry David when it's donated by yeah, anonymous. I'm anonymous. 
I've been trying to you can't donate. Tell people I'm anonymous. I never talk about the bidet I'm trying to buy for Ohio State either. But uh, 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 the reason I want to shout it out is that Roy is starting a 13th man scholarship for the North Carolina basketball program, which is he's giving to like the walk on. I guess is like every year the yes. last scholarship is going to go to walk on. Is that the idea? I guess, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how long that lasts. He's, He's also gonna, funding basically, you know, a lot of Olympic sports at the school. This is Roy Williams' move to say, you know, there was a point in time where everyone looked at North Carolina and said, you know, Dean Smith is de facto the AD mm. of this school. This is Dean Smith's school. This is where Coach Williams is. You know, nine hundred wins. Uh, you know, fastest coach of nine hundred wins. He is. He is our guy. He is the patron saint of North Carolina. And uh, this is a very bad guy move for him to take care of the other athletes. But it's yeah. also a move that says to me, this is my home. This is my place. This is what I do. And I'm going to be here forever. My so. name is on this basketball court. Yeah, that is true. Yep. Roy Williams Court. Yep. yep. Uh, all right. Shout out to closeouts. Wrap it up. Man, let's do it. Uh, let's shout out to Luca Garza, the National Player of the Year. They're going to retire his number, number yep. 55 at Iowa. So I just want to say that. Luca Garza, um, we probably, I mean, we didn't, we didn't even talk about Luca Garza as we talked about the Big Ten tournament. That just goes to show how under the radar, consistently well, I'll, good he's been. I'll say it this so way. I'll shout him out now. He's you know? inevitable. I think he's, you just, like, you do take him for granted because, but yes. he, he is. I but guess, it's not because we disrespect him. It's because we know okay, he's so good. Talking, yeah, yeah no, yeah. no, I'm just saying for the yeah. Iowa fans, you know, they're sitting and listening at home. Just know that, look, number 55 will always remember. Number 55 is one of the best bigs we've seen this decade for sure. And, you know, definitely in this century, too. I so, love I love that he wears fifty five. Yeah. Uh, can I can I secretly say throwback for the bitch. I don't love that uh, Jason Williams wore fifty five. As oh, you're talking about white chocolate? Yeah, I didn't. I don't mm. love that he did that because I I. As what about did, Duncan Robinson? That's a great point. That's that's, that's the fifty five, and you know what I didn't the, even talk to Duncan about. Well, the funny five about it is I mean right I at least I assumed it was like a practice jersey situation where it's like that's you what just I was wear number 55. I love like I'm I'm old school <laughs> Indiana guy that yeah. I love the big guys wearing 55 cuz that's yeah. like on the I high mean, school team you order the jerseys and like yeah. the 55 are the bigger 50 and like yeah, 10 55, whoever's yeah. number 10 is your point guard cuz it's the double smallest. zero and yeah. 50 yeah. were for the big guy <laughs> yeah. and then you know you figure out the rest from there <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and you almost learned your position that way yeah. you're like I'm number 21 I guess I'm a power forward Oh my 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 high school we only had even numbers and it drove nice. so many guys insane. I was luckily I was I 34 has been my number my whole life so like I mm. was I wasn't a problem but we only had you like that's insane. Yeah. That you only have even numbers? I'm number 11 it was easy. I can't I wonder if they still do. I should we're, we're sponsored by Jordan now, Brownsburg High School so I wonder if uh, they got I had number, number 7 in middle school. In middle school we got to pick our numbers. Any number you wanted. You could be number 98. It was amazing. <laughs> you just like write it, it on private a marker. School, private school. <laughs> oh, you, could, private. you literally could pick your number. You have your name stitched on the back. And no, like, <laughs> I mean, it was insane. It was just like one guy was 71. <laughs> he knew. He knew about Luca. I did not. I did not. <laughs> I want who do I want to shout out? Oh. Do it. I want to shout out Belmont. They got mm. they got smoked in the OVC title game to Moorhead State. Um, so not so much that. <laughs> I don't know why but, I always look up like when you say a name, I just look up at the yeah, you see yeah. like a Belmont player is gonna show up. They got they got smoked, so not so much that. But um, I said on the show, Tate, a couple weeks ago, mm. I said that my dad called me while we were recording a show. Um, I had to decline the call, and I called him right. I called him back on the way home, and uh, I was like, "Dad, you know I was recording a show. Like, what the hell?" And he said, "I just wanted to call, like, but I was trying to get you before you started recording because I'm yeah. watching Belmont. I love this team. You need to talk about them more. Yes. Like, why do you and yes. Tate never talk about them? Yes, Belmont heard about this. 
mm-hmm. and they sent my dad a quarter zip of with the Belmont Bruin and Under Armour thing. My dad was the happiest guy on earth. He, he takes a picture. He's like, he, it was a surprise. I didn't, I, I they, they reached out to me. I gave him the address and they sent it to him. And uh, I don't, my, my dad is just like, he was, he was beaming. And the, the point of telling you the story is that it's, it's because it is kind of funny ending is that oh, I love it, coach. my dad uh, on, when was this Saturday? Friday, it would have been Saturday. Saturday, Indiana is playing Purdue. My mom went to Purdue, obviously. Mm. Uh, so it's the the house Laura divided Legend. game. The yeah. house divided game. Indiana has not beat Purdue in four years, literally. It's literally been four years. And uh there my my dad wants to beat Purdue more than anything. So he's he's watching this game as a Hoosier. His wife is cheering for Purdue. She's rubbing his face as Purdue beats Indiana yet again. This game was and ugly. my dad says, you know what? Belmont plays tonight to punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament. That's my real team. Throws on the quarter zip and then watches Belmont get their ass kicked to <laughs> And my dad texted me. He's like, not a great day for me. <laughs> he's like, not a great day. Oh, so, we still love Belmont, but man, Coach Titus. It was so funny. He's like, I, and also Ohio State, like he cheers for Ohio State because of my connection. Yeah, there. Yeah, so he's yeah, like, yeah. So like, Ohio State chokes it down the stretch against Illinois. He's like, I, uh, I, I, I give up. I don't know what to do. Brad Stevens, come home. For Coach Titus, <laughs> just Brad come home, home please. Uh, what, who else did I want to shout out? Uh, oh, oh, shout out. You you're talking about Lenardi earlier. I, I hate yep. to talk about our competition, so I'm going to shit all over him. Uh, ESPN, you absolute morons, you mm. buffoons, you mm. idiots. <laughs> the, the notice of allegations was released in Arizona. We can't even spend time talking about it because it's like, yeah. this is the height of March Madness, you idiots. Yeah. They did it. it why why would you go? Mm. Why would ESPN sue Arizona and have all this come out now? Yes. Wait a month, you yes. you morons. Yes. Yes. And also shout I, out to I, Dickie V for calling out Sean Miller. He is Dickie V is fired up. He can't shout believe out to Sean this. Miller's son for calling out Mark Slaybach. <laughs> Dude, shout out to, I mean, shout out to the idea that like people are shocked by like, the tra- the transcript reveal, right? That there were fake transcripts coming out. It's like, guys, yeah. there are schools yeah. that I won't say that literally, if you're a college football player. You you just go to these classes your your three to four years and they're just yeah, like we heard about this day yeah no I, yeah. <laughs> no I went to them I was in them no but I'm just saying Once we we B all know this the B minus triple A D two fifty two my my Never my, my area code is two five two and uh, you know I thought I was gonna go in this class Jay Boyd Jeremy Boyd was in that class playing the Kansas City Chiefs and I thought I was gonna get a great grade but. Uh, you know. I will remember that for as long as I live. Uh, like Tate defending, like these classes, guys. These classes were actually kind of hard. I got to be minus. I will say. I will say. I do think the professor. I do think the professor was looking at me and was like, "This guy's definitely not getting a good grade." <laughs> so uh, you know. anyway, I wanted to. I. I. This is a a, a call out. This is not a shout yeah. out or a close out. This is a call, call out of ESPN that you you absolute morons. All you had to do is wait a month. Yeah, and then we would have content for for we would do a full show on. Maybe we come out. back. Maybe we come I mean, back. Maybe, but like it's like not in the best interest of the state. Though, it's not. To put it's this not. Out. As yeah. it turns out, Arizona's yeah. right. It's not yeah. in the best interest of the it's state not. of this program of, <laughs> yes, of, yes. of our program. Like so, whatever. Uh, shout out, Sister Jean. Yeah, Loyola's back in the tournament. Yeah, um, that's happening. Is there anything else? Shout out to Justin Champagny, first pit player to make first team All ACC. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the ACC haters for not letting Kerwin Walt. Kerwin Walton make the uh, all freshman team in the ACC. I don't like that, but I like that he's going to come back. And shout out to Houston, uh, buzzer beater season. So, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, was that Memphis? Yeah, against they, Memphis. They, they, Memphis yeah, hit yeah, the yeah. shot to tie it, and then Houston. Uh, shout out to Mike Conley and Austin. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. here's here's the uh, 
Dude, sliding doors moment. That was yeah, Swaggy yeah. Pool. The, Swaggy Pool did it to them. Swag, Maybe now. Now we're on the other side. I think Houston's back. Houston is what I would say. I, am, I don't think so. Bad guy I'm, of the I'm week. Very much out on Houston. <laughs> uh, Mike Conley was an all star. Almost yes. won the three point yes. contest. Did not win the three point Steph contest. Steph Curry did. Steph Curry did. <laughs> Mike Conley is used to being like second and second, like, Dude. and everyone being like, damn, you're so good, but. We're going to take that trophy. Yeah, and, and, and now we'll forget. Now <laughs> yeah. forget. Also, <laughs> just say this. If a so Conley's in a competition, take the Conley. You know what I mean? Like, his dad, the pool, dad, I mean, yeah. You're playing ping pong. Oof. You're playing Madden. Always you're playing take the Conley. basketball, what have you. I think that's it. I think I don't have anything else. Thanks to everybody who watched it. If you've watched yes. this whole thing. Thank you for uh, being live with us. We like being live. Well, yeah, yeah, I think so. It makes it feel like, it makes it feel more pressure. If I'm, I'm at it the also, line, for I, me, it feels like I can say anything because I'm like, whatever, I'm live. You know what I mean? So I, I have the exact opposite approach it's like be careful what you say well more about me talking about purdue basketball oh. i love purdue yeah. final four team <laughs> mine's like well I, I, i'm the exact opposite because i'm like did i really just say that uh because usually i would get done with the show i'd be like hey can you cut that part where i said yeah not today not today not today we're not sorry today. it's live bullets baby uh it's out there uh good luck to the yukon huskies yep. who we are picking to win the, the, yeah. the big thanks coach hurley but, uh, really appreciate it we appreciate it thank you to all the everyone who listened and watched and uh yeah that's it see you guys Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen.